There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome, everybody, to Dark Delight. I'm Jim Price, your host today. Uh, Josh Reed is uh, still doing a little bit of uh, moving of stuff here and there, so we do uh, uh, you know, send our strength to him in times of moving. Nobody wants to move, but he is uh, doing that this over this weekend, so he's still busy with that. So you got me, Jim Price, uh, of the Jim Price Show. No, but we're here on the Dark Delight, and we're here to talk about the day's goings-on. Now, I'm going to tell you, folks, there, there's a lot of stuff I could sit here and I could rail on, you know, the, the, the Memphis police or I can rail on the local PD, police or PDs or whatever. And we've had these conversations. But the sad part of it is it's, it's their self it's self victimization. And I, I don't want to go into this too far. I don't want to get in the weeds of this or that and the other because it's too easy to start talking about what color of skin is, what's between their legs, what they do in their bedroom. Those are the things that get us all caught up in emotion, right? Emotional conversations never end well because they're emotional. And so when we talk about these things, here's my here's my, here's the full stop for me. When the thin blue line or whoever you want to call them, whatever, when they want to get full transparent with me, when they want to come out and tell on themselves, say, hey, listen, we're not doing this right. And not say, well, you know, if we just had more training. If we just had more resources, if we just had a bigger budget, if we could just get more guys on patrol. The sad part of it is, is that we're seeing this not getting any better we've been dealing with quote-unquote police brutality and things like that for decades this is not a brand new issue and i hate that every time something comes up it's a brand new oh well we need to really look at this it's something we gotta really examine we gotta no guys we should make sure that the people that we call policy officers who are out there enforcing ordinances and guidelines and different things. But trust me, guys, you'd be surprised how many guidelines are enforced. No different than the ATF saying that they're going to enforce this new, you know, this little bracket for your pistol, right? The stabilizing bracket. Well, that's a bureaucracy statement. That's not a law. That's not anything that actually pertains to you or I, but because they want to call it their policy, they can now enforce it. But here's the thing. If we actually got out there and got real honest with each other and just got all the transparency going, right? Then we could create credibility. Then we could create honesty. But when we see that the, the these incidences happen and then it's weeks later and sometimes months later, the cam, the cameras are released. But if it was a, a police officer that was shot by somebody, that 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 footage is almost released before you even could think to ask for it. And so this tells me that there's, you know, we got this problem there. We got a credibility issue. The FBI, the CIA, the NSA, these are huge huge federal organizations that should never exist at the federal level because we already have local PD. We got county officers. We got state officers. We don't need a federal enforcement, but yet we have it. And here's the problem. They're not being honest. They're not being upright, upright and forthright to us. But yet, if you are not, you are a criminal. That is a crime. That's what they charged General Flynn with. General Flynn misquoted a date that he was using recollection with, with no lawyer present, who was advised by the FBI that they, he did not need a lawyer present because it was not that type of interview. Here's the problem with that. If that the, the FBI agent knew that that was a lie. They knew that they were doing something to catch him. And General Flynn was charged with a federal crime 
for misquoting a date. And I am not trivializing that at all, folks. You know, I've been on the stage with General Flynn. We, we were up on stage in Branson together. Uh, really nice guy. I've talked to him extensively. I've had him interviewed in my show. You know, nice guy. Very, very humble guy. Uh, he's kind of been put in a spotlight in a lot of ways that people don't realize that he's not a spotlight guy, but he's doing what he can to get people to understand local politics have national impact. And this is the thing where we look at General Flynn and we say, well, he's a hero. He's American. Oh, we should be, we, he should be this and he should be that. And, oh, I'm glad that President Trump, uh, you know, pardoned him or whatever. Here's my thing with that. We should be thinking that also of our local citizens as well. If the PD wants to get around and start actually defaulting to freedom instead of incarceration. No, 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 no. Don't get all like, well, Jim, there's criminals out there. I, I got that. I'm with you. Okay, I know there's wackadoodles out there. I know there's people doing that. But the sad part of it is we got to get better transparency and quit hiding behind actions because here's the problem. This individual that got had this this where he was actually beat to death in police custody. The problem is, is this is nothing new. And it's going to happen again unless we start getting transparent with each other. Aren't we all asking for transparency with our government? At so many levels, the school board, the city council, the county commission, our legislators at the at the state level, the, the governors. Then we got the federal Congress going, hey, guys, tell us about what you're really doing. Tell us how you're really you know, spending our money in Congress. And this is where the rub comes. It's the transparency. And so we have to tell them what is on our mind. We have to open our mouth and say, listen, Mr. Legislator, Mr. City Council, Mr. Mayor, Mr. County Commissioner, you have to do, as I say, you are a public servant. You do not have the constitutional rights that I have because you have put yourself in servitude under me. That is the way this is written. My problem is, is that we're not doing our part, and how do we really expect them to be our servants if we don't treat them as a servant that they need to do as we ask? Now, I hope that this, maybe, maybe, just maybe, this this rock on top of the pile that we already have is going to be enough to get people to start being transparent. That's really the answer. It's not about police training. It's not about all this. The thing is, is what the, you know, disinfectant for all this is light. And what creates the the, the, the harmony of this whole thing is light. Full disclosure, I, 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 I think me and Josh were talking about on the show is that, you know, why don't we have full access to everybody's email? Why don't we have full access to the, what they're doing within the government sphere? Why, I understand they want to have private conversations with their wife and things of that nature. But my problem with it is that we can't get we have to FOIA request email chains. We have to FOIA request the policies that they're trying to enforce, which are not laws. Policies and guidelines and ordinances are not laws. Guys, we, we get charged with crimes on, on these little speeding tickets and things, and we find out that these are not actually laws. These are ordinances, and we have to be careful what we pay attention to. You pay attention to something. You're putting energy into that. That creates a significance in those things. Now, you everything I've just said here really puts me in a, in a different position than a lot of people out there. And I'm not saying that I don't – I just I mean, I don't say, hey, just abandon the whole system. But the problem is, is unless you guys are willing to be transparent with me, unless you're really trying to be honest with me, what do you want me to do? Keep paying you to lie to me? Keep paying you to screw me around on this stuff? Guys, this is not fair. There's no way anybody is going to go into an employment relationship or into a personal relationship or into a marriage or even into any type of religion that this is how you're treated. But our government does this wildly every day. And we shouldn't have to be thinking about, well, are you, I wonder if they're being honest. I wonder if they're being this. I wonder if they're being that. We can't get those honesties from them. And that's and they should just be full transparent. Like I seriously, that's the way the government was supposed to be ran, not classified documentation, not 
all this other stuff because the problem is like, oh, he had classified information. Well, that's how they disparage somebody by saying, well, it's classified. We can't release it to the public. That's what they were trying to do with President Trump when they raided him. They had they had the exact copies of every single thing he had. He had, and just because he had a quote unquote original, which is not an original, it's a copy of the original. Even though he had a copy of the original, the National Archives had a copy of it as well, had full documentation, had them all marked, had them categorized, everything. That's why they knew what to go get. See, this is the part where we miss this. They knew what Trump had. They knew what to go get. They knew which closet with the lock was where it was located because they told them, put the lock on this door because this is your secured facility and these are the papers that go in there. And this was all part of it. But to have an FBI raid again, oh, FBI raid. This is how they do, this is how they disparage people. This is how they tear you down. Well, obviously, if they're raiding you, there's a reason. Well, then we find out the judge was a, you know, another Democrat appointee, had a axe to grind, blah, blah, blah. You start finding out that all the stories that they write about these people are factually inaccurate, no different than what they've done to me, no different than what happened to me. This is, guys, this is a real battle. They want every reason in the world. Well, they actually don't want it. They can, they imagine every reason in the world to try to take you down. There is no limitations for them. There is no walls or boundaries, no moral compass that they're actually operating on. The enemy that we fight does not run the same kind of argument or the same kind of morality compass that we do. They don't believe in the things we do. That's why we're like, why would they do that? Why, Why would they do that? That doesn't, I can't believe you would just lie. Yeah, they would just lie. And if lying becomes normal, you normal, you normally lie. This is a statement I use on my show quite often. This is what they do. This is all that it's just a constant cycle of over and over again, the lies. And with the PD, PD, the sheriffs, the state police, all these different, you know, magistrates, all the different levels of judges and DAs and prosecutors, they need to be so transparent. We're tired of hearing about when they went to the bathroom. Because they're telling us when they went to the bathroom, when they went to lunch, when they came back, what they had for lunch. We're so tired of hearing it that we're just okay. Okay, thank you for being honest, finally. But the problem is, is that it takes weeks for this information to come out. It takes weeks for Trump's stuff to come out. I have to over-explain to you why Trump's thing was all parade, why it was all politics. That right there tells me they're not doing their job properly of, of transparency. Now, if I don't fully disclose, if I don't put it on my taxes, if I don't tell them the truth, if I don't, well, these are all crimes, but they actively are seeking out ways to lie to us, to get us to confess to things that we didn't even understand were a crime or we didn't know. Well, your ignorance of the law is no excuse, Jim. Well, guys, if you're always moving the goalposts, if you're always imagining stuff, if you're creating ordinances and and guidelines and policies that are not law, then how am I supposed to know those things? See, that's the problem. Well, I didn't know this was a problem. Well, in our pol- it is our policy here at the ATF that any type of attached stabilizer to a pistol is now illegal. Well, who, 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 who voted that into law? Who made that law? Do you see the slippery slope we're on here, folks? When Trump can sit there and fully disclose that I have declassified this in a tweet, he's also put it out as a public notice. He also did it as a signature that all the documents he had were fully, fully declassified. And they still told the government, here, I have these formerly classified documents in my skiff at home where I'm storing these things. 
and then they had full documentation and they still go get a search warrant and then they come and get those because they said that he shouldn't have them. It's all disingenuous. It's all lies. But how do you undo the lie? How do you unring the bell of what's really going on? I'm Jim Paris here on The Dark to Live. We've got a kind of a commercial break coming up. We'll be back here in just a couple minutes. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skincare, colloidal silver healers to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from responsible responsible, environmentally conscious sources and provide chemical-free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to Dark Delight. I'm Jim Price, your host here today. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in during your lunch hour. Thank you so much for being here. This is uh, This is the world we live in, right? So we've got to be... We got to be active. Uh, the idea of you know us not actually putting forth effort—well, that's their plan. Their plan is to to lull you to sleep, keep you on that hamster wheel of debt, watch you sit there and run your life away, hoping that maybe you just do that and they can continue to do what they want to do by manipulating humans. And by the way, this part of where the, we have these law enforcement or these policy enforcers that are going around and not doing as we we want—that's just we we got to get involved. That's just the final word. We defaulted to leaders. We defaulted it to people that were supposed to be in charge, and it's not working out well for us. And at the end of the day, we got to be careful that we say, well, you always got to stand behind the thin blue line. But the thin blue line has a responsibility to us about being transparent, 
And I'm done with that. All right. So that's enough getting everybody all stirred up about this thin blue line thing. Uh, here's a, some more, uh, some exciting news. Uh, the, uh, a pilot dies suddenly shortly after takeoff cause of death unknown. A newly hired envoy air, uh, air pilot collapsed Saturday just minutes after takeoff and was pronounced dead at the hospital shortly after the emergency landing reports, Alex Brinson. Um, so, uh, captain Patrick Ford was taking off from Chicago O'Hare, which I, if I remember right, there's a couple of planes that take off there in a day. It just seems like, if I remember right, it's like one of the busiest places on earth when it comes to plane traffic. Anyway, Captain Patrick Ford was taking off from Chicago O'Hare Airport and was speaking with air traffic control when his voice suddenly stopped. Hello, can I help you? The controller asked anxiously. 3556, we need to return Captain is incapacitated. Ford's co-pilot, Captain Brandon um, Hendrickson, replied calmly, proceeding to smoothly land the plane. Ford was rushed to a hospital where he was pronounced dead, though it is unclear if Ford's body was unconscious or dead throughout the short flight. Now, folks, I, I you know, this was a very, this is a, a kind of an ambiguous conversation. We're not really saying one thing or another. We're not appointing a direction at any government chemical that may have been administered to pilots so they could keep their job and so they can maintain their lifestyle at home and their wife doesn't have to think, you know, oh, what are we going to do about the bills now? I, they didn't say anything about that, did they? But the problem with this is, is that when we have articles going out there like this, where this individual is in charge of a multi-ton piece of metal with lives on board going up into the sky, which means now that thing could turn into something like a torpedo or a bomb or something like that, a, an air missile where this person, let's say there was no co-pilot co assigned uh, according to the FAA regulations on piloting this plane. Let's say there was nobody sitting, sitting in the co-pilot seat. What happens then? What happens in this situation? And the sad part of it is, is that there are a lot of people through their arrogance, a lot of people through their, their pompous ideas that they believe that they knew what was best for all of those around them, forced a lot of people to do things that would, they would consider to be against their will. So who's culpable for that? If I came up to you and said, you or I demand that you take this and drink this soda or drink this water or drink this orange juice, and you're like, hey, I'm allergic to oranges. I don't care. Well, I don't, I don't want to die. Well, I don't care if you want to keep your job, if you want to, you know, you're going to do as I say. Well, see that right there, I'm taking on a certain amount of liability, don't you think? But see, the problem is, is that we have a situation where this is a emergency use authorization. Now, people are like, well, then we should have never done that. Trump should have never supported that. How many people were standing in line hours before these shot places were open to get these shots? You think they were there because Trump said, Hey, go, you know, we made this for you. Go get it. In fact, most of them had disdain that Trump was a part of the success of rolling this out. There were people that would stand in line for the boosters. There's people that were standing in line to make sure and get the next booster. There are people that are showing off their card as if they've got a massage coming for free. Like, oh, I got it. I got my punch card for my massages. I'm getting the next one for free. Like, and they're like, oh, well, you go to Krispy Kreme, you can get a donut after you get your shot. Well, Krispy Kreme will give you a free donut whether you got a shot or not. It doesn't matter. But I got a situation here where someone was taking off from Chicago O'Hare, which is a very, very busy airport with a lot of people coming and going, a lot of big planes, international flights, and this and that. Uh, this is a problem for me. 
I have a problem where other people have made decisions. Now, hey, this guy, maybe he was a first adapter. Maybe he wanted to get out there and get that right away. Maybe he was that guy. I can't say one way or the other how it happened, but the problem is, is that we're having things like this kind of popping up. It's starting to bubble. If the popcorn popper starting to pop, 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 it's that very beginning of it. And we want to act like, well, maybe it just isn't happening. Well, maybe it's just a rare thing. Does it seem like more of these stories are coming out more and more? But then we find out that the FDA is being sued because they didn't fully disclose what was fully disclosed to them through these government chemical agents that were put together in these little vials. You guys, that there's so much of this. Why do I have to sue my FDA to release information for a drug that they approved and they're my government that I paid them to approve it? Again, this is a situation where I, I'm, I don't, I'm not, you know, you can say what you want about this pilot, whatever it is. I'm not, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's, this is a bad deal. But what about the people that were on there? What about the people that the co-pilot, what about his life? Are those people's lives not sacred as well? And this guy may or may not have had to take this government chemical on his own. You know, he, he may not have wanted to, or he did it silently protesting internally but because he wanted to keep his job, because he you know, had plans to build a pool in his backyard or whatever his life was. Maybe he was getting close to retirement. Maybe he's like, hey, man, I just, you know, just trying to get to my last five years here. I don't want to have to fight about this. We have a situation, full stop, guys, right now in front of us where we're seeing why this whole system we have needs to be fettered down. We need, to, we need to feather it down. We need to throttle it down. We need to defund we need to defund our government in ways that only allows us to have national security and immigration. And that's it. You know, the TSA doesn't even pass their own security protocol tests every single year. They test themselves internally countless places across the nation, and they've yet to even get to 100% of accuracy. They fail their own test every single time. They do it. Why do we have TSA? TSA is the exact same process of going into county jail. You go through the exact same process. You take your belt off. You take your shoes off. You put all your stuff out. They have to go through and look at all your stuff and touch everything. Then they're going to x-ray you. Every single process that you use to get on a commercial air flight in America is the exact same process as going to county jail. They run your background. They know exactly who you are. They got documentation to back it up. And then they make you put all your stuff and take your shoes off, take your belt off, take your coat off, take your hat off. And it's humiliating. Guys, we're, we're allowing government to touch us in ways we shouldn't. And here we have an individual who we don't understand. We don't know what really happened to this guy. I mean, we haven't seen the autopsy and those kind of things. But this individual, just after taking off in a multi-ton piece of metal into the sky, just slumps over. And here's an individual, his co-pilot, may or may not have a few hours. Maybe he's got a, you know 5,000 hours. Maybe he's got 10 hours. Suddenly now he's in full charge of something that he was, you know, just up there trying to get some hours in to practice and learn how to be a good operator of an aircraft. But think about the stress that that kid suddenly had to be under. Think about a nice calm kid. I don't know. Maybe he's experienced, but most of the time, these guys are the ones that are coming up in the ranks. And yet we have to sit here and over-explain this and say why this doesn't sound like the right way we want to go in our future. Again, I, I guess today's show is transparency. I'm asking for transparency of those that enforce policies and ordinance and guidelines. I want transparency of, of you know my government that supposedly had released 
this stuff to emergency use on billions of people across this globe, I want transparency. I don't want to wait 77 years for old Fizzer to get around to what they want to tell us. I don't want to wait 77 years for Moderna to get around to it. I don't want to wait for 77 years for Fauci to be gone for 50 years and then we finally found out he was a liar. I want to know now. I want to know everything you know and I want to know everything everybody around you knows. I don't want to guess. I don't want to have to go searching. I want to FOIA this stuff. But this is the situation where we find ourselves, again, we're circling right back to transparency. Transparency for a government I pay for. And you're out there swiping the credit card that belongs to me. And if you guys have a kid, you guys have an extended family, and they were out there hitting the old credit card, you'd be like, hey, what is this quick trip bill for? Hey, you know, why, why are you going to Henry's Bar? At, what, why am I paying for What are you doing? You're going to be asking, right? But when we have these quote-unquote servants, these public servants doing these things, and they're like, nah, I don't need to tell you. If you want to know, sue me. Take me to court. FOIA request me. I dare you. And then I'm going to have immunity, so you can't do anything about it anyway. So nanner, nanner, nanner. That's how we're treated. I mean, who's going to stay in a relationship with that? Who's going to stay married to that? Who's going to stay in the family then? We're not going to go back to that same poison well over and over again. No, we're going to break ties. Anyway, folks, that's where we're at right now. We've got a short break coming here at the bottom of the hour. WYSL, Dark to Light. I'm Jim Price. We'll be back here in just a few minutes. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Welcome back, everybody. Dark Delight. I'm Jim Price, your host here in the noon hour. Thank you guys so much for being here. We do have a second hour today because it is Monday, so it's going to be a great day to chop it up with you guys for a little while. So thank you guys so much for being here. Now, uh, just just a quick little bump here. Uh, Your potato in chief sent his significant other, for some reason, to the Philadelphia game. And uh, she wasn't given a very warm welcome. I'm not really sure what happened there. Uh, Something about uh, Let's Go Brandon was being cheered in the background. I couldn't really make it out. But um, anyway, so there's a lot of things going on in the world where we actually have seen the people they truly are pushing back, even though they may be uh, sitting at the Coliseum and celebrating the the gladiators, uh, you know, going to battle and entertaining us. There are those of us that really do understand that there's something else going on, something far more nefarious, and we should be paying attention to that. Now, um, you know, I don't know why she was there by herself. Why? I have never, I don't, I mean, I, I've seen, you know, the wives of others go to like the, the the book readings and some of the ladies groups and this is and that. But I don't remember any of them just going off to the NFL games by themselves. I I don't remember that. And I, I could be very silly. I mean, that could be just me making that up and imagining that this is something special. But she obviously was greeted with um, her uh, husband's uh, <clears throat> her his husband's chant. Okay, so let's moving on here. Another Let's just go on Potato and Chiefs. You know, we had this article last week where we found out that the Potato and Chiefs administration is shutting down uh, cobalt and other precious mineral mining in Minnesota because you know we want EVs everywhere, right? Do you guys know? Do you guys know this? Do you understand that EVs? Do you know what these these huge battery packs? What they're what the this thousand pounds of batteries? Do you know what they really are? 
it's just a bunch of C batteries chained together, daisy chained together. They're daisy chained together. It's just a great big block of C batteries. Now, you guys think that there's some special, you know, magic fairy dust. Some There's somebody in a far, far away land that makes these really great batteries, and they're like these huge components, and there's this paste and other things and all this good stuff, this, you know, lithium and cobalt and all these precious metals that are dumped into this thing. And then just, there's these magic battery packs, right? There are these batteries, I got batteries everywhere. No, guys, it's just a bunch of batteries daisy chained together. And there is a point where the value of the car it, it actually plummets below the cost of what that battery pack costs to replace it. There is a trajectory. Uh, this is happening in Europe wildly right now. And how they're going around the disposal of these cars is they're not disposing of them. They're just parking them in empty fields. And this is a real problem right now, guys. So different than these wind generation things where the fan blades are having to be replaced every three to five years. The heads only last about five to 12 years, and then they never pay themselves back. This is now becoming a problem with disposal of these green energy products is a real issue. Solar panels are toxic waste. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, those solar panels that you want to put on your house? Well, when it's time to remove those, uh, Mr. Johnny Homeowner, it's going to have to be removed by a toxic waste disposal expert. Well, you can't. I'll just throw them in the trash. You don't know what you're talking about, Jim. I don't know, man. Look at the label. Look what your government says you need to do with these things. These aren't something you just wildly throw away. You're, you're better off wildly throwing away paint in your trash can before you ever think about taking one of these to the dump. They have to be disposed in the proper way. Now, anyway, there's a new thing came out. The cost of fuel, like the cost of fuel, the fuel for electric vehicles in the United States is higher than gas-powered cars for the first time in 18 months. Uh, in the Q4 of 2022, the typical mid-price ICE internal combustion engine, I didn't know those were, I, I have an ICE vehicle. I did not know that was a thing, but there's an acronym for that, Internal Combustion Engine. Uh, see, car drivers paid about $11.29, $11.29 to fuel their vehicle per 100 miles of driving. This is their averages, right? They're putting it all out there. You know, 80, Do you guys know that 80% of all vehicles on American soil are considered to be SUV or bigger vehicles? 80%. We don't buy electric cars because we don't want them. We don't think they work. As much as you're seeing all these electric vehicle commercials, electric, 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 they're getting paid. The federal government pays them to put those commercials out. Those are not paid because it makes them money. The Ford and Chevy and Volvo and Volkswagen, all these companies out there pumping these electric cars out, these electric car commercials, those are sponsored 100% by your federal government, by your dollars. You're paying for that commercial. It's not being put out there because it makes them any money, guys. See, that's the other problem with this. Seriously, slow that whole topic down. We are paying 70% of development and assembly of every electric vehicle and bio or the uh, flex vehicles, the ones that have the hybrid in it. We pay 70% of those costs, but yet we still get paid get charged 100% retail at the door, right? When you go into Tesla, they're not giving away Teslas. They're selling them for 70, 80, $100,000. But 70% of those costs were already covered by you. So they're double dipping. They took it from the government, which is your money. 
And then they're taking it from you again when they sell it to you again. This is how the process works. And all those commercials, oh, that's part of a special funding that the auto industry gets to pay for those commercials to make you feel like what they have is actually good. If you read a lot of the bottom of those, those are prototypes. They'll never make it to, the, to production. Never. But anyway, I, I, I digress. I'm sorry. I get all off on a spin here talking about electric vehicles. Now you should just really embrace the idea that I'm riding around a vehicle with a bunch of C-cell batteries daisy-chained together, and if it catches on fire, the fumes will kill me before I even know they're on fire. But that should be fine. That should be fine. You know, batteries just wildly catching on fire all the time. That's not a problem. You just get out of the car that's ran by electric, but yet the battery pack is now on fire, but it won't move the doors open or the windows open because everything's electric. Guys, be careful what you wish for. Seriously, I'm not making this up. Let's go back to the article, Jim. Focus. Now we're focusing, focusing. Okay, your ICE vehicle, <laughs> you know, that really ought to mess up the immigration thing a little bit, huh? We're going to have a bunch of, like, I have an ICE vehicle. Anyway, all right, back to it. Internal combustion engine. Uh, car drivers paid about $11.29 to fuel their vehicles for 100 miles driven. The cost was around $0.31 cents cheaper uh, for the EV guys. And so what they're saying now is, however, luxury EVs still enjoy a cost advantage against their gas-powered counterparts. Oh, well, that's awesome. It costs luxury electric vehicle owners $12.04 to drive 100 miles. Uh-oh, something happened there. Uh, if they charge their cars mostly at home, or fifteen ninety-five for per 100 miles if they go to a station. Well, that sounds a little backwards. Let's see. Uh, internal combustion engine, it takes us $11.29 to drive 100 miles, but the luxury EV is at $12.04. That seems $12.40. That's an extra dollar or so for 100 miles for an electric vehicle. I thought we were saving the earth. I thought, mister, we were all going to kumbaya and tree hug it out and work these. <sighs> Let's just keep on going. Meanwhile, the fuel cost for luxury gas powered vehicles is $19.96. Oh, that's where they got us. The luxury guys. So when you're driving a luxury vehicle that like, I don't know, the potato and chief rides around in or other these Davos luxury vehicle guys are running around. It costs them about 20 bucks per hundred mile. Just good to know, I guess. And so if you buy a luxury energy vehicle here, you're gonna save you're gonna save yourself about four dollars having your luxury EV. There you go. And remember, you get to go three hundred miles and then you wait eighteen hours to then drive again. That's the part where we all we all miss this. So the luxury, luxury EVs are still a little upside down, but the average cost of your regular EV, uh, you're way better off with gas. I mean, just, yeah, the whole way. Like, it doesn't even make sense. But, you know, that's all right. That's how, you know, fine. Don't worry about that. The, the potato in chief knows what he's doing, right? The free fall that we see this guy going under. Uh, let's see here. Uh-oh. Oh, let's see what this says. Biden administration's new border policy using paro uh, parole loophole to fast track migrants into the United States. Well, this ought to end well. <sighs> the Department of Homeland Security program to allow migrants into the country that would otherwise be expelled if they cross illegally isn't 
the success uh, so wait, 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 wait. President Joe Biden's administration uh, announced on January 5th the expansion of Title 42, a Trump era order used to expel certain illegal migrants. Okay, so on January 5th, uh, Potato in Chief, uh, he he's using this Title 42, but he's going to use it in reverse. So uh, it was a, to expel certain illegal uh, immigrants to uh, to migrate to this. Uh, I'm screwing this up. I'm trying to read it as I go. This expanded border enforcement measure, jurors are working, DHS secretary says in a statement on Wednesday. It is uh, incomprehensible that some states who stand to benefit from these highly effective enforcement measures are seeking to block them and cause more irregular migration at our southern border. Irregular migration at our southern... Wait, there's a regular... Migration. I'm gonna have to go into this more, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit chopping it up. I'm gonna do a better job at the commercial break. I'm Jim Price. I'm Doctor Light. We're back here in just a couple minutes. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Welcome back, everybody. Dark Delight. I'm Jim Price, your host. Uh, thank you for being here for your lunch hour. I know I was chopping up that article, and I couldn't figure out why until I, I just 
just read it like it said, and it really sounds nonsensical. This is, I, I was trying to like, I'm like, maybe I'm, and so as I was reading it, and I'm reading ahead, and I'm reading it out loud to you, it sounded like I was chopping it up because I was like, this doesn't make sense. Because this doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. This is like potato and chief cupping up there giving you America's one burger, 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 burger. This is the same thing. This is this is how nonsensical this is. So so uh, the potato and chief announced January 5th, the expansion of Title 42, a Trump era order used to expel certain illegal migrants to uh, to mitigate the spread of the Mexican beer flu, the coronavirus. Right. This uh, to include Venezuelans, Cubans, uh, Nicaraguans, and Haitians. The plan allows for thirty thousand migrants, for the migrants from these nationalities, to enter the country using parole authority. This is what this is saying. This is what they're doing. They're using. They're literally using a law that has nothing to do with this as a law to get these people in, but using the parole boards, the parole facilities, the parole officers as a way to let these guys in because, quote-unquote, then they're supervised. We're going to supervise these guys. You know, we know you're known criminals, and we really shouldn't have you here, but if you're going to be here, can we supervise you? Can we just kind of just know where you're at? Can you just let us know? I mean, we don't have any real records from where you came from or your identity, but if we could just parole watch you, that would be great. Can you Can you promise to come back? So a person who wants to break our federal law by breaking into our country is going to suddenly follow parole procedures. So that's a thing. This is why I can't make sense of this thing. This makes no sense. That's why I couldn't read it. I was just jumping around. I'm like, why is this a problem? Why can't I get this? Is not me. And that's why I was like, I was jumping around trying to hope that I was going to catch a sentence here, but it didn't work out. It is basically they are using your parole guys who probably have other people to watch to now watch migrants that are breaking federal laws. That's where you put that burden? Now you wonder why. And so this is this is a bureaucracy move. This isn't a law, okay? It's an ordinance or a guideline or a policy. We're going to change the policy. We're going to expand Title 42. Okay, so this is, oh, wow. Okay, that, that, this, is, this is the country you're living in. Where it's okay for them to then use the parole system, which is meant for people who are American citizens who have gone in and committed crimes and was released from prison early to be on supervised, you know, be supervised for an extended period of time and then released and, you know, released off of that parole. That's how we're managing our migrants now. And you, you guys, while you feel, you feel a little off balance, you felt like I couldn't read. You felt like I can't read this. This doesn't make sense to me because you're, you're using something that doesn't, doesn't apply here. And that's why I can't get that to go. That's how that works. It's not a like, oh, well, you know, Jim, he can't read. Well, English is my first language, and I did go to public school, so you have to forgive me a little bit, don't you? Oh, let's do let's do this one. This was a this was a this will make you happy. Uh Kami California. Sanctuary State California issued driver's license to more than one million. Wow. Okay, so your Sanctuary State California issued driver's licenses to over one million illegal aliens since 2015. That seems fine, right? 
Because, you know, driver's license or what is it when you guys went to go down and get your driver's license? Weren't they asking you like, I need, I need a bill from where you live. I need your birth certificate. I need a letter from your first grade teacher. I need a letter from your pastor. I need a letter from the, you know, I mean, I need all these notifications. And you remember, they, they were just giving these things away. Should have just gone to California and just get you a California one. And then you probably have gotten all these state benefits to go along with it. I mean, this is, they've done it for a million people. Why wouldn't they do it for you? You know, just tell them that your name is something other than what it is, and they'll just give you that driver's license, and then they'll take your picture, and now you're officially a human being. Now we officially got you. The Sanctuary State California has issued driver's license for 1 million illegal immigrants since 2015 when a law was enacted to remove the state's legal resident requirement. Wow. Uh, The annual data shows that when the law first took place, nearly 400,000 illegal aliens signed up to secure driver's license. Half a million people just just signed up. I my I could just I could have gone over there and said I'm you know what I could just make up a name. I could have just made up a name, and they would have given me a driver's license according to that. So I could have made an entirely new human being. I'm just somebody new because I'm illegal. I mean, do you, are they being honest with you when they walk up there to you and they say that their name is this and that and the other thing? Are they being honest with you? How do they verify that that's you? You have, well, I don't have anything. I don't have my, I don't have a electric bill from my 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 old country. You know, I don't have anything to verify who I am. Uh, what's your name? Whatever I want it to be, right? So you get just to make up a name, and then you just just get to have a driver's. So now, if you have a driver's license, you can get what state welfare. You can go and get college, you know, college education. You could go get funding. You could do all this stuff, go get loans, buy a house. So it was a backdoor way of just getting him in, get him in there. Wow. Uh, it says there's an estimated 1.3 million illegals in, uh, that reside in the California. And, uh, looks like we're just giving them driver's license. That should, that'll end well, won't it? That'll be fine. That won't uh, be an issue at all there. This is the problem. When we see this, so how am I supposed to react to that? Okay, all right, Jim Price, react to the idea that they've given a million people identifications that they have no way of identifying who they really were, and these people just get to wildly be somebody who they want, right? But me, Jim Price, if I go down and I, like, let's say I I put an address that isn't mine, or I give them a name that's not mine, these are crimes. These are crimes that are against the law. To, you know, actually go again, you know, to say that I, you know, not identify yourself as the right person giving a false identity. But we're, but we have a state who's given a million people basically false identities through a legal process. But yet if I do it because I was born here, because I have a certain, you know, f- uh, flesh tone to me because my gender, you know, I'm, I'm suddenly now breaking the law. I'm breaking the law. And you want me to then obey the law that you said that, no, wait, so if you're going to break the law there, but if I break the law here, I'm wrong, but you're right. You're a social justice warrior. You're doing amazing things for this country to allow these people the opportunity to come to America. America is not special anymore because if you just let everybody in, if there's no, if there's no application process, if there isn't something that you know, have to be vetted to get here, then why is, it, why is being here special? If the, the southern border or the Canadian border or you know whatever border you want to just roll through and come into America, if they're all just open and then we just wildly give you all these benefits and give you an identity, whoever you make up, 
how are we special? How are we the shining light on the top of the hill? I mean, isn't that what we always think about is like we think about the Reagan speech and Kennedy speech and other speeches throughout the annals of, of America that we say, well, listen, you know, we are the shining light. We are the beacon of hope. We are freedom. We have the Statue of Liberty. Bring unto, you know, bring us, you know, your humbled masses. Well, they're not humble. If you're stealing from me, that's not humble. If you're breaking my federal laws, that's not humble. There's no, there's no humility in that. Now, what about all the people who, who bother to go to their embassy the, the United States Embassy or the consulate in their country and applied for citizenship and waited and put time in and verified all their stuff and went through all those things. Well, what about those people that did all that? Are they special? Are they different? See, that's the problem, folks. we got to find out where this is at, what we want our country to be like. Guys, we have one more hour of Dark Delight coming up, so I don't want you guys going anywhere. we got a commercial break here at the top of the hour, so hang in there. And uh, I'm Jim Price, Dark Delight. We'll be back here in just a few minutes. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jim Price on the Dark to Light Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. The second hour on Mondays and Wednesdays, it's, uh, it's great to be a part of your extended lunch hour. For those of you that uh, took that little extra time today, good to have you guys here. You know, as, as I was talking about this stuff with the you know the transparency and things like that, guys, this is the, the best way I could do it is, is I could talk about this is that when we become more transparent, you know, it, we have a greater understanding. We can see things. We and, and I, I don't know why we think it's okay for the uh, this whole situation with uh, Memphis that that took them weeks to release this footage and all this other stuff it doesn't get better with age. Bad news never gets better with age. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if they just come out and get ahead of this, why do they wait until you know after the footage comes out or just before the footage comes out to then charge these individuals? There's a lot more footage out there, by the way, guys, that has not been released. There's a lot more. There's still police cam, the, the dash cams that still have to come out. There's still other police officers have uh, the stuff that has come out. Again, disinfect this. Get it out in the light, but we we can't, right? So in that same little <clears throat> stream of information that we're getting here where we just can't seem to get the truth, and uh, we're trying to see what's going on in the world around us, uh, Jerome Corsi, uh, here's the title of this, says, How the CIA Engineered the Russia, Russia, Russia Collusion uh, Coup d'etat to Remove Trump from the Presidency. Hmm, that's, you gotta love this. As the FBI is forced to disclose additional documentation on their crossfire hurricane, who comes up with these names? I mean, is there like, is this kind of like the hurricane thing where you like, you have the different names? You got to start with A and B and C. Who names these these little uh, missions and stuff? Is there like, is there like a group of people come around? Uh, hey, hey, John, I, I, I've got this mission coming up. It's going to be a CIA operative to get rid of the, the duly elected president. I got you got a name for me? 
Uh, let's go with, uh, let's see, I got my list here. Crossfire Hurricane. You like that one? Yeah. Thank you, man. Just go ahead and mark that off the list. That's my new, that's our new missions. That's our mission name. It's a Crossfire Hurricane. Just put that on top of everything. It's great. Are we, <laughs> do we? Is this what we do as a country? We, all right, let's go on. Um, so it, is, it was in counterintelligence investigation, the Hillary Clinton Russian collusion disinformation campaign is collapsing. I mean, you mean it's just now collapsing? I thought it collapsed when they first started talking about it when we found out about the FISA court. Pfizer, old Pfizer court, Pfizer this and Pfizer prid pro quo and dossier. I thought that all ended like the moment it almost started. I really got tired of hearing it the first time I heard it, but I guess we're six, seven years later, we're going to, we're going to get to the truth. <laughs> Isn't that great? Seven, six, seven years later? Oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Thank you, government. You're just the best. You treat me with such amazing respect. You just, it's nice to hear six, seven years later, you're going to tell me the truth. What in the world, weirdo universe am I in here that I should ever thank them for waiting seven, six, seven years to get to the truth? I mean, this is, this is ridiculous. They are spending money on this. But anyway, I, I digress. Let's move along. Maybe we're going to learn something here. Okay. Let's see. The new released FBI documents uh, make it clear that the FBI had possession of, but never examined, two of Seth Rich's laptops. Now, oh, you mean kind of like the Hunter Biden laptops that Giuliani told me about? You mean they, they're this, they don't, do they not have a tech department in the FBI? Maybe that's what we need to do. We need to schedule billions and billions of dollars because that's what it takes to do anything in the FBI. But the billions of dollars to have them, you know, get some laptop tech experts for them that they can go in through and examine laptops. Because obviously giving them a brand new $80 billion new headquarters that the FBI somehow needs all of a sudden. Yeah, by the way, that guys, that's part of your ominous bill. Some like $80 billion for a new FBI headquarters. They're not doing a good job in the headquarters they want. Until your performance ratings coming up, guys, we're not going to give you a new headquarters. That doesn't make sense. Well, anyway, I digress again. Sorry. Search. I'll, I'll go back to the article. Okay, so they did not, they, but never examined the two Seth Rich laptops. Instead of examining the laptops in the FBI lab, oh, they have a lab. Guys in their white coats and countertops with little Bunsen burners and stuff. That's what I imagine. Uh, the FBI turned the laptops over to CrowdStrike. Oh, you mean like a subcontractor? Because, you know, that's what you do when you don't have time to do certain things. You, you pawn it off to a subcontractor because they're an expert in that area and you're going to rely on them to do certain things. Right? And that, what, why you would do, how much did CrowdStrike make on not doing anything with these? Anyway, the Mueller prosecutors reali uh, re uh, relied upon a three-page forensic we're going to use quotations in the air for that. Forensic report that the CrowdStrike, that CrowdStrike prepared for the FBI, arguing Seth Rich was not the source who leaked the DNC emails to Julian Assange and WikiLeaks during the 2016 presidential election. What? I don't need a CrowdStrike report to know that you're full of it. This is like verifiable information that you can just Google. Like, even Google still lets you find this. I mean, you don't really have to go really hard finding. You don't have to go, I mean, all right, all right, all right, stop. I'll get back to the original topic. 
The Mueller report uh, blamed Gosifer 2.0 for stealing the DNC emails, based again on the report <sighs> first disclosed by the Washington Post on January 4th of 2016. Again, the Washington Post. I mean, come on, guys. This is really... All right, the story asserted the Russian government hackers had penetrated the DNC computer network. You mean the one that Hillary is keeping behind the toilet in the in the storage room thing or whatever, like server thing she did? You mean that? That was the that was the was that okay? All right, all right. I'll get back to it. You guys are very, you guys are aching for some new news here. I'm trying to in my 2022 book because this is from uh, Corsi here. Uh, coup d'etat, it says, exposing deep state treason. I documented that Ghost for 2.0 hacked only the NGP VAN created by two Democratic computer experts, Nathan G. Perlman and Mark Sullivan. Uh, all Democrat Party candidates in 2016 used the same NGP VAN uh, system to build their own voter and donor database. What? That year, NGP system operated out of Washington, D.C. and was used exclusively to manage donor contributions. The VAN system operated out of Somerville, Massachusetts, and was used primarily to manage voter data. So you're saying that <laughs> the donation sheet and uh, email thing for for voters, that's... See, this is, again, this is where... We really don't pay attention in the way we should of how stupid they really think we are. They do tell us. They have told us over and over again how they did this and how then, then their sources really sound flimsy, really sound like they don't know what they're talking about. And we're like, well, it must have been them. must have been that whole the whole thing with the, you know, the that part where the, the, the they were keeping the donation thing. That was what he was. That's what. No. No, this is the problem. All right, so Larry Johnson, a former CIA intelligence analyst, has recently demonstrated that an analysis of the metadata in Gosefer 2.0's um, uh, internet post strongly suggests that Gosefer was a uh, creation of the CIA. Well, that's nice. You mean my government is, is subverting me and lying to me and trying to manipulate the way I think of things? Oh, January 2016, John Brennan organized a secret Donald Trump task force in the CIA. Well, that was nice of him. John Brennan, you're just such a patriot. You're a great guy. With the blessing of James Clapper, Director of National Intelligence. Well, James, Jimmy, Jimmy, thank you for doing that, buddy. Jimmy Clapper, you're, you know, that's that's nice that you gave your blessing to Mr. Brennan. Uh, Brennan organized the, Tr the Donald Trump task force on the premise that Trump was a spy. <sighs> so, 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 yeah. So you're a useful idiot, Mr. Brennan. I, I mean, I, excuse me. You seem to be mentally challenged. And that's putting mentally challenged people down. Because you are a ding-dong, buddy. I don't get it. All right, so we're moving on. So uh, let's see here. Let's see. The, the task force members included officials from the FBI. Great guys. The NSA. Oh, just stand-up people. I mean, you know, I... Eh. And uh, that were handpicked with no posting of jobs. 
As a counterintelligence operation, Brandon's tax, Brandon's task force could recruit foreign intelligence agencies, including MI6 in the UK, as well as Italian and Australian intelligence agencies. Guys, you see the tie between this and the Dominion servers, the Dominion voting systems? Every single one of these mentions is about what Brennan was doing in the different intelligence uh, agencies across the world. These are the exact same people that were involved with the hammer and scorecard going into our election dominion. And you guys, have we forgot about all this stuff? The German servers? Have we forgot about this? This literally ties right back into that. These are the same players, the same recycled players, the NSA, FBI, Italian, Italian intelligence, Australian intelligence, MI6. This is, this is the same people that were messing around with our elections. This is, this is, uh, all right, you guys know about the elections, right? You know they were stolen. I mean, am I the only guy on this thing? Nobody else, I mean, is anybody else out there hearing this thing? That's a real thing. And this article here is really tying that back into with the Russia, Russia, Russia into the election steal. Man! All right, as the world turns, right? Well, guys, we've got a commercial break coming up. I'm Jim Price here on Dark Delight. We'll be back here in just a few minutes on WYSL. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. Tired of supporting Big Pharma? At HoneyColony.com, we understand the importance of choosing products that reflect your beliefs. That's why we offer a wide range of natural and organic products that are good for you and good for the environment. From pure honey supplements, skincare, colloidal silver healers to immune defense, our products are all carefully selected to ensure the highest quality and purity. And when you shop with us, you can trust that we're a company that cares. We don't just stop at offering pure, naturally sourced products. We also prioritize sustainability. Our products are sourced from Responsible, environmentally conscious sources and provide chemical free options for you and your family. Visit us at redpills.tv forward slash honey and shop today. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. 
Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Welcome back. I'm Jim Price on Dark Delight. Thank you guys so much for tuning in WYSL. Guys, I, I, I don't want to, to beat this dead horse, but uh, they brought it up, so I'm going to talk about it. And let me finish just, just this last paragraph off. And this is really kind of a... I think you guys need to read this in a way that you understand that they were using these intelligence agencies to go ahead and figure out ways that we could steal the election in, for real in 2018 as well as 2020. Because this is all 2016 action. All of this. Now, remember, I just told you the Italian... Australian agencies were involved. The task force spent CIA money. Now, wait, the CIA, I thought we were only doing FBI and NSA. Well, the CIA, they want to go ahead and sponsor this. What is this? Uh, what the Donald Trump task force is sponsored by the CIA. The CIA brought to you by, I mean, by the United States American people. So anyway, we're sponsoring this. So the task force was is within the CIA, but it was also a part of the FBI and the NSA. Good, good thing. I mean, we want to make sure all the agencies are fully, fully involved in how to steal the election coming up. Anyway, so here we go. Let's see. Uh, the task force was money to fund travel overseas. So they got overseas travel, too. That's nice. Oh, that's neat. And to pay cooperating uh, assets to set up entrapment schemes for Trump's campaign officials. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Entrapment schemes? Why would we need to have entrapment schemes? I thought they had already committed a crime. Why would we need to entrap? And why is my government trying to trap me? These are just questions you have to ask yourself. All right, uh, including Carter Page and George Papadopoulos, out of Brennan's clandestine Donald Trump task force, the Justice Department officially commenced Operation Crossfire Hurricane. We've heard that before, right? The FBI, FBI formally commenced... Crossfire Hurricane as a counterintelligence to the operation. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. So you're telling me that the FBI is going to do a counterintelligence to the CIA paid operation to entrap or I mean, what? This is what our government is doing is that we have agencies doing counter things to the other agencies. And then we're, it's all being paid for the same money to do the same. What? Can't we all just say stop? When can we say stop? All right, so the Steele dossier was a, was key to the CIA director John Brennan's decision to create uh, the Fusion Cell. Wow, there, we got another one here. We got another name, Fusion Cell, task in mid-2016 to investigate Russian interference in the presidential elections. So now we have, we have different tasks. We have different names, different things going on. And now we've got Fusion Cell. Well, that's nice. Did you guys know about Fusion Cell? But you know that they were doing this with Fusion Cell. I did not. This is the first time for me. So we're both in the same boat together. We found out at the same time. And I don't feel better. Do you? Uh, let's see. The highly secretive uh, ad hoc group initially reported only to Obama? Oh, well, in 2016, I guess we were still in the middle of the... Okay, so this... The Fusion Cell is reporting only to Obama, not to... Not to any other department heads, not to anybody that's in the cabinet, but only to Obama. That seems good. Okay, the group known informally as the Fusion Cell produced a series of papers for the White House on Russian interference in the U.S. 2016 presidential election. Agendas for the secret uh, secret task force meetings during the summer and uh, fall of 2016 were sent in envelopes to the FBI director, James Comey. Boy, 
That's a sweetheart of a guy. He His name just should come up more often. I mean, wow. So the, these envelopes only went to James Comey, uh, uh, Loretta Lynch, the attorney general at the time, and the National Security Advisor, Susan Rice. A classified 2016 document that Brennan had hand-delivered to Obama in a sealed envelope contained information from someone Brennan described as a Source close to Putin. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on a second. So, 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 so Brennan put, had a piece of paper. He had information. He put it on paper and then he put the paper in the envelope and he licked it with whatever, you know, and he sealed that and he hand delivered it to the boss. Hey boss, look what I got you here. I got you some Putin information. It's uh, just, a source close to Putin. I'm close to Putin. I mean, I mean, we may be separated by thousands of miles, and I may have never met him, and he doesn't know who I am, but, I mean, I'm close to him, right? I mean, I could just say that because they're just saying it. If they're able to make up this stuff wildly like this, I mean, why can't I just be the close Putin source? And by the way, sources get paid, guys. Then when you hear of these confident informants, you hear of these people that are these you know, these uh, operatives and all this, just understand that means you're paying somebody to lie about somebody else or is snitching out somebody else. That's what that, how that works. CIA, a CI, a confident informant, is someone the government, the police department, the sheriffs, the state police, the FBI, NSA, CIA, Homeland Security, whatever, they're paying somebody to snitch out. And a lot of times they have shown that they are absolutely factually inaccurate. They were just trying to get paid. But yet we still use them, so that's hey, that's fine. That's fine. All right. So the information is to believed. Uh, see, let's see here. The information is believed to have been a Russian source that Bryn recycled from the Steele dossier. Well, well, I mean, I think we got a coupon or something. So because it's a Steele dossier source, we're reusing them, and they give us like a fifty percent discount on the new information that's close to Putin. I'm just guessing, right? I mean, that's why you would do that. Anyway, so um, uh, gradually, Brennan explained the uh, the circle within Obama's administration to include Joey. Oh, Joey, is this part of the classified documentation that um, Uncle Barry gave you during your meetings with Brennan and then you took it home and put it by the Corvette? You know what it could be is that when he was in his Corvette, he's got all this classified documentation in the car. He's just got it sitting there. He's like... Oh, I'm going to put the top down today. I just need to put these documents somewhere safe. I'll just put them in the garage right here next to my Corvette. I mean, that's a thing, right? Where you just like you have documents that you like the stamp with the big red, you know, stamp thing. It says classified or, you know, uh, don't take out of this room, you know, leave it in skiff, whatever it is that just put them right there next to the box of other stuff that you have that you've been taking from the government for decades. That's fine. Uh, various cabinet members, including Secretary of State John Kerry. Oh, horse face himself. We have missed you, John Kerry. Uh, we, we No, we don't miss you, buddy. You are a liar from the word go. And by the way, your daughter's still married to an Iranian general. So your credibility with me really doesn't go very far. But you, you, yeah, yeah, anyway. Beginning receiving sealed envelopes disclosing the fusion cell meeting agenda. I had this fusion cell thing. This is a new one for me. Uh, the envelopes contain the agendas were uh, considered to considered so secret that subordinates 
were not authorized to open the envelopes. So secret. This is from a former, uh, the Steele dossier informer who's close to Putin. This is, these are so secret, man. These are super duper secret. I don't know what stamp you put on. Would you, does it call it, it says super duper secret on the top there. When you say top secret, you say super duper top secret documents. I think that's how that works. Sometimes the agendas were withheld until invited participants had taken their seats in the White House. Hey, 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 until everybody is seated. All right, you can't open your envelopes. Now, John, now sit down until, now, Loretta, I told you, no more donuts. You got to sit down because we're all going to open the envelopes together. And until you sit down, what are you, what are you talking about? You, you, they, they couldn't open their secret envelope of super sp- secret spy stuff until everybody was sitting down with their hands on their knees. What kind of weirdo crap is that? All right, guys, is everybody sit? All right, John, would you get your coffee so we can all open the envelope? We're all very busy here, John. John, no, no, you can't go to the bathroom. We want to open the envelopes before you go, John. We these are super secret, man. We gotta open these up. Let's everybody sit down and here we go. So. Uh, let's see. In December 2016, the month before he left office, uh, Uncle Barry uh, ordered the U.S. intelligence community to write an assessment evaluating the existing intelligence on Russia interference in the 2016 election. Well, uh, yeah, that sounds reliable. On January 6, 2017, in response to Obama's request, the CIA, headed by John Brennan and the NSA, headed by Admiral Michael Rogers and the FBI, <laughs> James Comey, produced a report in both classified and unclassified versions. Under the oh, this is ridiculous. The CIA placed the blame for the breach of the DSC computers, including the theft of Washington results on Russia. I'm Jim Price on WYSL Dark Delight. We'll be back here in just a few minutes. Everyone he meets, he stays a stranger. With every move he makes, another chance he takes. Odds are he won't live to see tomorrow. Secret agent man, secret agent man. They've given you a number and taken away your name. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to Dark Delight. I'm Jim Price here. Thank you guys so much for continuing on for our second hour, your extended lunch breaks for you guys that are not. Uh, get back to work. What are you doing there? Huh? You, you got to keep keep your hands moving. Just a just a light note. Uh, by the way, China <clears throat> China has uh, has decided to uh, do a shot across the bow of old McCarthy. Following a report that Republican uh, House Speaker McCarthy planned on visiting Taiwan, the Chinese government warned him against it Monday, according to a Bloomberg report. The Pentagon is preparing for McCarthy to visit Taiwan Taiwan, Taiwan, this spring, according to Punchbowl News. During a news briefing Monday, Chinese Foreign Minister spokesman Mao Nang, Mao Ning, sorry, I don't, I don't know, uh, indirectly warned the speaker... Indirectly, well, was it indirectly or indirect? Did you say, "Hey, don't"? Or anyway, when he asked about his plans to uh, for a visit, let's see. We urge, 
certain individuals in the United States to earnestly abide by the one China principle. Wait, there's a one China principle? Have I, where was I? Did you guys, all right, guys, uh, <clears throat> did you guys go have a vote for the one China principle thing and I didn't know we were doing that? I, I didn't get the memo. I, you guys have to keep me involved in this. The one China, uh, China principle refers to China's belief that they and Taiwan are part of the same country. Well, you know, um, me and billion billionaires money is me and they're one and the same, right? If I just say that it becomes real. So I'm a, I'm a billionaire because I think a billionaire's money is mine. If I just think it, I mean, I understand the idea that we can, you know, that we can attract and manifest things in our life that we want to, we want to have our vision board of things we want. We want our yacht. We want our house on the hill. We want, uh, you know, the horses and the cattle or whatever it is that your dream is, right? You know, you want a big 18 wheeler. You want a, you want, I mean, you want a sewing room, whatever your vision of, of is. But I, I didn't realize China could just say that it's a, it's a belief. <laughs> so, so China believes it's the, is Taiwan. Uh, no. How so China China gets to believe that Taiwan and China are one and the same, even though Taiwan has its own military, its own identity, but then China is like, hey, yeah, that's ours. Is that how that works? Can we do that? Like it's just like we believe that you suck and we don't want to be a part of your trade organization anymore. So feed yourself. I mean, I could do without them. I mean, guys, I've always said this. I wanted to be the guy who made the it made in China sticker. I don't want to be the guy who made anything except for the guy who printed the main on main in China sticker. That guy has got to be killing it. But if I don't get more, I mean, and, and this is the other thing too. Everybody's like, well, if we get rid of China, what will we have? We'll have less crap. And I mean, crap. What do you, what do, what do you buy from China that you're like, Oh, the quality of this is so superior. This is amazing stuff. I cannot, I am so thankful that this, this came from China. When is the last time you said that? When it went, I mean, I'm just asking for a friend. I mean, whenever you're like, oh man, you know, get some China stuff, man. That stuff is the stuff that works in your house forever. It's forever, ever, ever. No. Anyway, all right. In August, then Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited the island uh, to become the first speaker to do so in 25 years. In response, the Chinese military fired missiles over Taiwan. Oh, boys and their toys, right? What are we what are we doing? So I guess that wouldn't that be considered to be an act of like violence towards our Speaker of the House? But it's just Nancy. So we were like, go ahead. If you're going to take somebody, we'll let you have her. Uh, McCarthy had stated at the time that he planned on making a visit of his own uh, if he won the speakership. So he's going to follow up on that. So that's a that's a thing, you know. That's fine. Oh, by the way, uh, George Soros's little group uh, had unlimited access to your potato in chief. That was a real thing, and he they got away with it, and nobody talked about it. By the way, <clears throat> remember when our State Department said that uh, you know the State Department and and uh, the Department of um, Defense talked about the forty some bio labs that we own or operate in Ukraine? Well, Russia is bothering to tell us the truth that uh, we are now in, in the process of moving those out of there because we should have never been in there to begin with. 
Do you guys understand what Ukraine is? Let me, can I do, can we do a little educational session here on Ukraine? Because we all say Ukraine and we act like we've been talking about Ukraine since the dawn of time. But actually this whole Ukraine conversation came along because of the perfect phone call. The perfect phone call that we're referring to is when Donald Trump released the transcripts of the, the perfect phone call after five people listened to it, and then they all collaborated and made sure and gave one copy that consistent with what they heard on the phone call. That is, that's part of the process. So five people listen in. They are, have very high-level security clearances. They listen in. They write a transcript of the conversation. Then they get together, and then they all agree that these are all the words that were said in that conversation. This guy said this. This guy said that. That's all part of the process, right? Well, remember Nancy Pelosi? I went and spoke to God on bended knee so that I knew what I could do. She's British today. Ah, I didn't know she was going to be British, but that's her voice for today. I was going to have to prosecute this man for treason or whatever I can come up with that might stick and maybe make people mad at him. Remember her press conference when she talked about like talking to God and stuff? So I really knew she was lying at that moment. I really was like, yes, you can't do that, Nancy. Don't, don't, say, don't say you were talking to God. Don't do that. Well, anyway, the whole thing is that the Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Well, then all of a sudden, here comes the Joe Biden stuff, right? If you don't get rid of that prosecutor, you're not getting the billion dollars. Ask, ask old Uncle Barry. He will tell you. Well, <clears throat> so we find out about that. Then we start finding about the connections with the energy companies. We find out that... Uh, John Kerry's kid is married to an Iranian general. Then we find out that, uh, what was it? Nit Romney's got a, a kid. His, his son is on some, some energy companies in Ukraine. Why is that? Because it's a non-Hague country. Non-Hague means it's not part of the UN. It also means that you do not use a passport to get out of that country, but rather an authenticated birth certificate, which authenticated birth certificates can be, uh, processed very easily, but it takes time. But non-Hague means they have non-extradition laws as well, meaning they're not under the UN or under the Nuremberg Codes. So that's why you hear about children prisons full of tens of thousands of children. That's why you hear that we have 40-some-odd different biolabs in Ukraine, because in China, by the way, there is a, a city called China. If you look it up, and there's a, it's a, there's the whole China thing, I think it was... Um, I think we got the wrong China. I think there's a... Anyway, well, I digress. But Ukraine was never on our radar, folks. But Ukraine was taken away from Russia when Russia fell, when the USSR fell. Remember the whole thing? Well, the UN went and decided, well, you don't need this state here anymore. We, we, we got that for you, bro. You guys go do Russia stuff, and we got your homeland. We got your Bethlehem over here. We got your Israel. We, we got you. We got you. Um, they're going to be they're, They all speak Russian. Ninety five percent of everybody there speaks Russian, but that's fine. We're just going to take it off your hand. And they turned into the to the dumping ground of the elites and the criminal effect of this world. Ukraine is absolutely full of a lot of and I'm not talking about the citizens. I'm talking about all this other stuff. You realize that their defense minister, a guy who just happened to have gotten killed the other day, was also the same guy talking about all the corruption but also the money that was going to Ukraine was going through the FTX uh, cyber or the, the crypto coin exchange. See, see the connections to this. I cannot even get done with this story because I have to give you all the connections of Hunter Biden, John Kerry's kids, Nit Romney's kids, Pelosi's kid. I mean, oh yeah, Pelosi's got some, 
some little in there. Yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, she's got nothing to do with Ukraine. But then the money that they were giving Ukraine went through FTX. Oh, I thought FTX was was uh, uh, a Ponzi scheme. Oh, well, it really kind of was. But they left Junior, the the freed guy, whatever his name, Bankman Freed. Yeah, they're going to leave him leaving the hole in the bag. But you know, you haven't heard a thing about that in quite a long time, have you? That whole thing kind of imploded and then went nowhere. Why? Well, because he's one of them. One of us. One of us. One of us. This, we didn't know about Ukraine. We didn't know about all this stuff. But I have to find out through Russian sources that we're moving all of our stuff out of there real quick, fast, in a hurry. Why? Well, we don't want to show all of our hands off. We don't want to show, we don't want to be transparent to the world what we've been doing in Ukraine. And again, this all ties in. It ties in, it ties in, it ties in, and we don't want it to. We don't want to hear this. It makes us feel icky and dirty that our own country is willing to kill our own men and put them in harm's way for something that they created. They're creating the hysteria. They're creating the damage. They're creating what the, the what we have to deal with in Ukraine. That was all us. It was the dumping ground for all the bad. Ugh. So Russia got that taken away from them. Now the problem is Russia's like, hey, that's our homeland. Those are our people. Why, are, why, why can't we just have this back? Well, Ukraine. And by the Ukrainian president who keeps showing up in his, his, uh, his old Navy pullover with a little trident on the front. How is that a thing? Like, that's the only shirt you see this guy wearing. The Ukrainian president. I actually posted out this last weekend. Why do these flags look like plastic cones? Like, they don't even look real. They don't, they're all too shiny and they're way too smooth. There's no ripples in them or anything, but he's up there doing his little speech with the sandbags and all that. Very theatrical. Guys, if you watch Wag the Dog and Matrix back, back to back, Wag the Dog and Matrix, you watch those two back to back, this all makes a lot more sense. I mean, it's instant, instantaneously, you're like, oh, I get it. I get how they did this to it. This is amazing. So we have this, all these evidences of the crimes out there in the world around us. And that's why we're on here talking about it. So we normalize it and make the difference. I'm Jim Price of Dark Delight. We're back here in just a couple minutes. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. 
The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. I'm Jim Price of Dark Delight. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. You know, this is uh, this is the craziness we've got going on, right? We, I, can't, I can't get away from the bad stuff because... Bad people do bad stuff a lot. I do have a caller calling in, Dave from Brockport. Are you there, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Good show, Jim. I love your voices. Um, <laughs> hey, Thank you. We've got <laughs> all this evidence. Well, you know, all of us tinfoil haters have known this stuff for years. My question mm-hmm. is, when or who is going to do something about this? This is no different than being horrified as 20 people videotape an old man getting beat up in uh, New York City. You know, we see yeah. this all. How, how does this end? How does this get rectified? Well, and that's a that's a very great question. And that's the problem with this is the bureaucracy, right? This is the bureaucracy. This is the DA, the DOJ. Those that are willing to over-prosecute you for running a red light and then the failure to stop. And then there's a your tires run underinflated and your windshield wipers are too long and your tinting was wrong and all these other charges that suddenly came on here. Because it was a it was a it was a simple running a stoplight, right? And the problem is, is that when we see this, then we see that where these people are tainted or touched, right? They're not moving forward where we need them to, and we feel we feel icky inside because it's like, hey, we're not seeing the balance of justice, and, that, and that's kind of what you're referring to, right? Exactly. I mean, this stuff. Our, our forefathers, dare I say, would have had the tar boiling and the feathers ready, um, if not oh. maybe a little French instrument. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'd be out of tar already and feathers. So (laughs) what's our next mode? But this is, again, we have to we have to display our disgust and we have to tell our public servants, hey, listen, go after the real criminals. Don't worry about this low lying fruit over here of your public average, average, average everyday guy. That's not what we want to see you go after. When you can legitimately see the Hunter Biden laptops, you can see the Steele dossier, you can see the. The all the Seth uh, laptops. Where is that prosecution? Yep, and I'm just yeah. bringing my hands. What do we do? Right. Well, and that's the problem is that we have people like George Soros who are sponsoring certain district attorney races and those kind of things, and then we say, "Why is there no justice for what we see? There should be justice performed." Well, we find out that he's making sure and keeping his finger on the scale of those to prosecute the people like us, me and you, over over-prosecuting us for the stop sign violation as opposed to uh, these people who are doing international crimes and also murders. Yeah, treasonous activity to boot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, you keep up to your well, work. Dave, I really uh, enjoy your show. <laughs> 
Yeah, thank you so much. And I'm sorry your boys aren't, uh, you know, going all the way. Uh, but uh, the Chiefs, uh, we got a chance this next uh, couple of weeks to to do another Super Bowl. So uh, maybe next year, Bills will make another good run at it. <laughs> I've heard that for too long, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you bet. Well, I was just trying to give a little hope there. So thank you so much for the call, Dave. <laughs> All right. Well, you know that's exactly that's the right point there. That's Dave's not not wrong at all. I mean, it, I'm wringing my hands. That is, I'd imagine for me, Jay. I have met district attorneys. I have met these prosecutors. And the sad part of it is, you think of these people that you 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 really have a persona built up that these people are like, you know, we're doing justice. You know, we're going after these big fish. We're gonna get this done. You know, we're gonna we're gonna prosecute in the right way. And then we hear about things where we're like, what? That's this is not the right way at all. We're not doing what we should. We should be different people. And 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 it's and the sad thing of it is, is we have to be more vocal. We have to go and start having to sit down conversations with the district attorneys and saying, listen, the low lying fruit is is it may put it may put a win it put you know checks in your win column, but it's not doing anything for us that know that you're doing that to keep yourself busy and make yourself look good. We know you need to be going after the Hillary Clintons and the, and the Bill Clintons and the uncle Barry's and the uncle Joe's. We need, you need to go after those folks who are literally doing things that are bilking us for billions and trillions of dollars at this point, folks, this is, I, I said this on the show. I think the other day is like, what do you do with all this money, Joe? Where's all this money going? If you're laundering this much money, you got this much money, tax free cash. Just tax-free, dumping in your whatever account it is. You can't outspend it. Like, what are you doing with this? You got a place in New Hampshire? Like, that's a, that's the best you've got? What have you been doing? I mean, if you're such a mastermind at pulling off this international spy stuff and, you know, bilking us out of these billions and trillions of dollars, what are you spending it on? You got a gambling habit we don't know about? Is there like a horse that you just keep betting on? What, who do you owe this to and who's really running this and who gets their, their taste of your taste? See, that's where I want to, I, I mean, I, I, I talked about this, you know, when Air Force Two went to China and then Hunter came back with a billion bucks. I want to know what was in the suitcases. I want to know how much your luggage cost weighed going there and how much your luggage weighed coming back because they do have documentation of all that. That is a real thing. And I really haven't had anybody that, that really could find me the information of, how much their luggage weighed going and coming, and the idea that you know they got a billion dollars, or what else did they get? And why does the China want to give Hunter a billion bucks? He has no credibility for that. He doesn't live in that finance world. But yet, him and his buddy got a billion dollars to mess around with, to go play with in the stock market. See again, this is where it's like, where are the prosecutors just picking up this? Or, you know, I do know that Durham is still out there. Guys, Durham has not stopped investigating. And the sad part of it is, is I think Durham got himself into a, a bucket that's deeper than anybody realized. Because any good investigator will tell you that they have to investigate until they hear two no's. Do you know this? Do you know of anything about this? No. You go to the next person. Do you know anything else? No. And that trail dies off. You go to a different direction. And if Durham is investigating the Burisma, the Uranium One, the Hillary Foundation, the DNC, uh, all these different players, supposedly this FBI sting, FBI, oh, they just, their credibility really doesn't 
do it for me. But if the FBI has actually been investigating Uncle Joe, I guess, for multiple years now about these documents, about these things, this is kind of the coming up to the 25th, I think, is what we're going to see here. Because you can see that they're throwing throwing him under the bus. And then why was his wife at an Eagles game, but he was nowhere to be found? Uh, where was Uncle Joey, and why did he campaign from the basement? Was he on house arrest? Was there other things going on that we haven't known about or don't know about because they're willing to you know, try to save face for these public people? This is These are the questions you have to ask. And the thing is, when you ask them, whether or not you really think they have anywhere to go, it gets people thinking. It gets people talking. Well, no, we don't have anything on that, but I have this. But see, if you don't bother to ask kind of some of the almost ridiculous questions that seem a little too far out there, well, you're not going to get the information that may be right in front of you. And that's the difference maker. And that Dave's call is really, it's a valid point. Where is the prosecution on this? You hear about the guy who didn't pay, you know, he had a, you know, no right on red ticket. Boy, they got to, you know, drag him to jail because, you, you know, you didn't pay your ticket. Oh, you know, but yet we got this stuff going on at trillions of dollars, trillions of dollars, and we don't see a raid yet. Hmm. How is that? That's the part where you have to, that's the question, right? Where are we going to go with this? The local politics is you and I. The local politics is you and I, both of us coming together, talking about these things, getting the word out there and saying, listen, I can't stand for this anymore. We're going to have to do something different. And then you guys compile you know, a plan of action. We're going to go to the city council meeting. We're going to write, you know, we're going to do these things. This is how we're going to do it. If we don't get that response, then we're going to hold the sheriff accountable to come in and arrest these people and remove them for not doing as we told them to. And that's where it all starts. That sounded very simple. But it takes a lot of moxie. It takes a lot of bravery because if the sheriff isn't behind you, where are you going to really go with it? The local PD is a policy enforcement agency, guys. If you, I, I want you guys to learn that if you learn anything from this show. Your local police department is an extension of your city council's authority. They're not lawmakers. They're not law actually enforcers. And that's what we've got to be careful how we think about things. Guys, thank you so much for hanging in there for two hours. It's been fantastic having you guys. I'm Jim Price on Dark Delight on WYSL. We'll see you guys tomorrow.